Welcome to Bite Size Dental Marketing. Ian, I'm so happy to have you back. It's been a long minute. It's been a hot minute. It's Your been a hot minute. world travels through Greece and Europe and back into South Africa. Man, I missed you, you know. Thank, um, thank you. Thank you. No, it's good to be back. And I know we've been trying to do this for a while. And finally, the stars have aligned. And I mean, today we're talking about something important, Eric. We're talking about something very important that I know our listeners are going to enjoy. No, it, it is. And today's, I want to talk about marketing budget and what what it is, what it represents and what it means. Because the last couple of years have been amazing for most dentists. We've seen you know great growth in both collections and uh, new, new patients for the most part. Uh, Especially after seen... the COVID, after the gates opened up again and appointments were yeah. able to happen again, we saw this massive spike in new patient acceptance. Understandably so, the world was shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're in this inflationary economy right now. So, so and, and you know, from the Robert Edwards and his crew and, and other folks, we know that they're having some declining in profitability. And I, I you know, in my opinion, as a marketer, when I see growth, growth, and then in 23, we got back to a more normalized year, and then we had some inflationary events that lower profitability, it began to put pressure on that marketing budget. And, and once that pressure came applied, you know, as an agency, we begin to field questions around where's my money going and how are we allocating funds? I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm having some slower new patient months. And, you know, that was sort of the, the predicator of today's episode of mm-hmm. if I'm a dentist, how do I determine the ROI or how do I judge my marketing budget and what do I want in return for it? No, and that's, I think that's a question as old as time from the very first dental practice and marketing agency that work together is, is this making sense for my practice? Am I getting out of it what I need to be getting out of it? And is it helping my bottom line at the end of the day? And these questions are so important because it helps you as a dentist also understand if I'm allocating this much, what am I getting for it in return? And are the services that this company is offering me giving me what I want to do? And that will differ from whether you're a startup, whether you're an established practice, if you want to build out your brand in a certain way, if you want to grow in social media, those are all things that you will need to determine personally as a practice in the ROI. But when it comes to our general sentiment, I think the the things I go to first, one is what is my online presence? You You as a dentist need to think for yourself. When I look at my website, when I look at my citations, meaning your Google My Business, your Yellow Pages account, your any type of social media, are you represented in a way that you are proud? And if that answer is no, and you are paying a marketing agency, then it's time for a discussion. So that mm-hmm. to me is, is one of the first pillars of, of measuring the value that I'm getting for the budget I'm paying. I would even cascade that down to, if I bought an Atero, I want it on the website. If mm-hmm. I started rolling out implants or Invisalign or another procedure, I want it, I want service pages. Yeah, to me, it's funny you started there. I do break out the marketing budget in two distinct groups. I think there's the maintenance part. That's exactly what you said. I want my brand represented well. When I Google myself, mm. how I look online matters to me if I'm a dentist. I want my you know, business profile up, you know, looking sharp on Google. I want my, re- I want my reviews responded to. I want my website updated with 
semi-accurate pictures of me, the team, and the building. They don't need to be, you know, perfectly fresh. And I want all the services and treatments out there that I provide. I, I do want if a new patient or an existing patient Googles me to see if I do implants, to see if I do all on fours, to see if I have an oral surgeon come in my office. I want my information to be accurate. Mm -hmm. And some portion of the marketing budget goes to that. And exactly. I, I think that's where you get into is it your marketing company is your megaphone. To tie mm -hmm. into what you're yeah. saying, it's that is how you should see it. This is a megaphone. So if I'm a, a a dentist and I'm standing with a megaphone and think of it, this information and pictures and data is going out into the internet. That marketing company is just that extension of making sure that that communication coming from your side is being mm -hmm. uh, uh, shown to the world. So as Eric is saying now, the first one is definitely a portion of whatever budget you are spending on mine on marketing you must accept that a part of that is going to making sure your presence online is maintained mm -hmm. and that people see you for who you really are. Yeah. Number two, Eric. Hit me. Are you asking me? I'm asking you. I'm asking I think you. number two would be social media. I want my social media to be current. I want, and I don't need to do the dances and I don't need to do, you know, I, it doesn't need to be amazing, amazing, but I need some social media presence of when I'm Googled, you know, we are seeing the Facebook and Instagram, uh, Google results very high on branded searches. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that also represents my brand. And, yeah. and Eric, I like what you're saying because Yes, you have your dentists that are fired up to want to do the dances and the TikTok, and that's great. That pulls also a younger demographic in many cases because they're on those type of platforms. But when it comes to thinking about the the value of your marketing, that is a bonus. What you what you want to do, mm -hmm. as you touched on now, you need to make sure that you stay relevant and up to date. Because think of us if we move out of, outside of dentistry for a second. Eric, you want to go to a restaurant. You want to take the missus to a nice restaurant. You've heard of good things. You go to their website. You want to check out the food. You drop into their Instagram account. They haven't posted in eight months. How you feel? My confidence how, how does that... goes down. It does. Mm -hmm. It does. Mm -hmm. And that's how I want dentists to think about this. It's not about a, a, a very wise man once told me, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And I live by that more and more every day. Do not go out and say, but it, this graphic needs to be edited perfect, perfect like this. Mm -hmm. It needs mm -hmm. to look mm -hmm. like this. Make sure that you stay up to date and that your agency that you're using is keeping you relevant and that posts are going out re uh, regularly. And that as a dentist is enough. That is enough. Agreed. And it will do what it needs o to on do. On the social media side. Yeah. On now, the, on the so only on the social media. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right. Correct. Now, the third one, which I think is the most important for me, if I were a dentist, I, I want to be fair. It is around new patient acquisition. I think that mm -hmm. if I were spending 4%, 5% of my marketing budget, I want the bulk of it going toward things that drive new patients for me. And that's, I think, where we get hung up sometimes is there are dentists out there that want all the value on new patient acquisition. I think that's fine. I do not agree with it. But I think that if that's your approach, fine. Unfortunately, I do, I, I do think of it as a pyramid of if I don't have great information about myself, if I don't have a good website that converts, if, I do, if my website doesn't give confidence to, to the users, if my social media doesn't support what I'm doing, if my reviews aren't in a line, I, I, think, I think spending money on new patient acquisition is significantly more difficult 
and less valuable, in fact, and, and harder to determine ROI. But I do think that the bulk of my budget should be spent on activities that drive new patient growth. And that's where it gets challenging because September asks, we see demand go down of people searching for dentists. It's like, well, I'm spending all this money. Where are my new patients? And, and I mm -hmm. think that's where, you know, there are so many philosophies around spending money. If I'm a dentist and I'm, and I'm putting that much money toward marketing and I have a bad month, I do suddenly start having questions as to why. So, you know, it, it really is such a, such a fascinating question. Are we saying how to determine ROI or are we saying, you know, I'm going to have bad months, even though I'm spending four to five percent of my collections. And I think that's where the philosophy of the dentist themselves comes into play of they have to know what their goals are. Mm -hmm. and, and I, I mean, I would I know we've chatted about this at length before, and I think there's a there's a middle ground there of, yes, I agree that when it comes to measuring the success of marketing, of course, a dentist needs to look at the ROI. It, it, it is one, as we said, if we're talking about the pillars here of what to look at. Of course, it's one of the pillars. Uh, if I was right. a dentist, I would, I would agree. And when we do have the times of downturn, I do like what you touched on there. I think that's where dentists should also remember that when I have downturn, it doesn't mean that any of my other marketing services are just becoming null and void, like mm -hmm. nothing. Just because I'm slow doesn't mean that these other things aren't happening. And we know the market does this. We know it goes ups and down. And, and as you rightfully mentioned, especially these last months at the end of the year, we have a little bit of a downturn until back in Jan when we kick up again. And to have the, the outlook of, I want to be ready for when that swing happens again. And that's where you should think when it comes to the allocation of funds for your marketing, sometimes there's investing and sometimes there's taking. And investing meaning I don't think my online presence right now is where it needs to be for when this next upswing is going to happen or for when the next social media trend happens or for something. So what am I doing to prepare myself? And that is a calculation that needs to be considered when you're thinking of what will it do to my ROI in a few months down the line um, when I do focus on that KPI uh, by itself. Yeah. I like what you said. I, if, if I put my shoes of, you know, I'm air cupboard, I'm a dentist. Let's say I do $200,000 a month in production. There are times when I don't need Google ads running in December when I'm going to take two weeks off when my, my schedule is already packed. I want my marketing team focused on building my base for the spring. And, you know, this, the question around even the term ROI, I, if I were a dentist, I, I will tell you that I would also personally struggle of how to determine ROI. Was it, is it the cost per call? Well, I would love for my, my cost per call to be, I would love for my cost per call to be $40, $50 per call, knowing I should convert 50% of them. Okay. Well, that puts me at, at a new patient around a hundred bucks or so, depending on, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing there. I think some people judge RI like that. I think some people judge RI just, I want 50 new patients and 40s failure and, and 50s amazing. And, I think that's okay. I, I think that's a little myopic and doesn't take into account seasonality. And then I think there's, you know, other ways to calculate it around. I, I the new patients number of that leads, came in drove yeah, twenty five thousand. Yeah, number of leads. Traffic, a million. traffic, traffic to the website, rankings mm -hmm, that I mm -hmm. have. 
these are all things, and that's I love that you're touching on that because that again ties into the bigger question is dentists look at all of these things when you're trying to determine and ask your marketing agency, how is this happening? How is this happening? How is this doing? Because the success of your practice is not just rankings alone. It's not new patient numbers alone. It's not your social media followers uh, alone. It's a collection of things that come together to say the health of where I am as a dentist online and how I am represented and how it's driving business for me and how my my calls are being answered at the front desk, how the imaging that of what I look like, how that is going out, all of these things need to give you a good feeling in your heart. You need to be say, I like what I'm seeing. And when you have that, along with understanding the seasonality of things and knowing that you're working towards something with the money that you're investing, it's also going to give you more sleep, uh, less sleepless nights, rather, if I, if I can put it in that way, rather. So, yeah. um, and, and I like that you touched on, Eric, the, specifically on the new patient number question. You can also have a situation of I have less new patients, but the production, because my marketing team targeted certain services, my production has gone up and my new patient numbers have gone down, but I'm still making more money or the same amount of money than I did, but I have more free time. So yeah, that's but if also I was a dentist, I, I would probably attribute that to I'm selling the heck out of some dentistry. <laughs> I, have, I, I want to bring it back to something that's been on my mind as you're talking is I, I want to talk in real dollars, I think for a dentist. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I really am trying to put myself in the shoes of if I ran a practice, I, I think somewhere between what, just to keep my website running, to keep it secure, to keep it updated, you know what, that's four to 700 bucks, probably a month. It's going to cost you, right? And review that, management. Yeah, that would be domain is running and it's secure. Uh -huh. And uh, I want the this, minimum, this update made. Yeah, the minimum. You got to keep a website running and secure. Yeah. And update forms. this person's name on the, on yeah. the about page. Yeah, I, I yeah. would include forms and, and new patient forms into there. But four to $700 a month is probably just bare bones what it takes keeping to the lights keep, on. Yeah. keeping the yeah. lights on. Yeah. Yeah. I think from there you get into the the business profile. I, I think responding to Google reviews is just a requirement in 2023. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think that is just something to do, and I think that's a function of how many reviews you have. But again, a couple hundred bucks to do mm -hmm. it well. Someone in the office could do it, but they're probably not going to consistently. So you know, again, it's it not their job, and they not tend the to not be. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. And then I think you get into honestly just where how, how i feel about my presence keeping my site updated and i think that's a wide range mm -hmm. if if i already feel good about my site I, I i admit it can be very low but if i'm evolving my team if i'm adding doctors if building Changing out ops, design updating things yeah right if i'm if i was eric hubbard dds and now i'm adding dr ian to my thing and i want to become you know Eonric, dental. I, I need to rebrand. So I think it depends on what's happening, but I do think that ebbs and flows with sort of my, my, per, also how tight I want my brand to be. And that's, I mm -hmm. think what gets challenging is, you know, someone else may say, I, I am shooting per, for perfection. And I may say, you know, if, if, if my brand is represented good enough, I may be happy. And again, that, I think that can range from a couple hundred up to the thousands, depending on how, how big of a how, shop yeah. I am and how much I do. 
Yeah, what and I especially want to do. all the work, especially with rebrandings and things like that. Uh-huh. Dentists need to understand how complicated a rebranding is. Not just changing your name. That is, there's a right, lot that needs to down. go. Yeah, yes, down. into many. I, I would also put the patient testimonials. So if I finish big cases, I want uh, an interview with them. I want that pushed out on, on social media. And I, and I know I'm kind of blurring lines, but I, I think that represents my brand, right? As I, if I finish a big case on the front six, uh, you know, I, I, I want, I want it pushed out. I want, I want to highlight my work while I think that drives new patients. I have to sort of say, I think that's in brand brand building, brand advertising types type work. And I think that I would include that in that bucket mm-hmm. that I'm not doing, you know, advertising for new patients. Uh, but when they come to me, I want them to see excellence, uh, the, the, the demonstration of excellence and social validation. I would put those in there. In there. And again, I, I think that bucket's bigger than most dentists realize because I, I, I would personally want one testimonial per quarter. I would want to make sure that technology was there things like that. And again, I, I'm, I'm going to say that's a couple thousand dollars spent for me. Yeah. You're, yeah. Mov- you're moving into a few, f- a few thousand, right? Just mm-hmm. if, you, if you're adding up what you've said now, so let's say we're keeping the lights running, the, the website's up, the security of the website, the domain, making sure if a hack forms. comes in, new patient forms, yep. just the technical things. As you say, we're looking at 400, 700, up to a thousand bucks. Then if you're adding in the social media and those things, you're looking at another couple of hundred bucks in your presence. Then when you look at, as you're saying, the, the videos and the photos, making sure all of these things, then it starts to become mm-hmm. a web because it's not just I'll post it on Instagram. It needs to go out Instagram, Facebook, Google My yep. Business, upload it to the website. And, and that takes man hours. So at that point, I would say you're, you're moving into the thousands range. And then if you're Easy. looking at Easy. SEO and then paid media, I mean, I think these are probably the last two things that I would think about if, if, yeah. if I was budgeting as a dentist. Those first couple of things are very important, but then when making sure that your brand actually gets in there, people are seeing you, that's where SEO and and paid media comes in. And I mean, SEO, I've seen stretches for some companies from two grand up to 10 grand a month in terms of the effort. And then paid media, I know, is is also something that... Yeah, the sky's the limit. But uh, the the reason I I structured it that way is I, if I were a dentist, I need those done first because mm-hmm. otherwise, what are you, what are you developing SEO for? You're taking them to a website that doesn't represent me to my expectations, or you're driving patients to me without the appropriate understanding of who they are and what they're getting into. And I structured it that way because I feel like that if I did, if I didn't have my base layer of who I am responding to reviews, having a great website, what are we driving new patients for? I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. it's, just, I, I think it can still be effective, but I think you're going to overpay, overpay, overpay. So then I, I think we do get into new patients. And, and, and I think I would actually not go down the SEO route or the paid media route. I would say, I, Dr. Hubbard, I want 25 new patients a month. I'm, I'm a fee-for-service dentist or you know, whatever. I want 25 new patients a month. I think then my marketing budget needs to reflect not only my area, but how strong I am generating referrals, how, what is my flow already? Am I going from five to 25 or am I going from 20 to 25? Mm, Very important. And then I think it needs to sort of ebb and flow with my schedule. And, Mm. you know, I mean, we know over time that that represents somewhere between four to 6% of the practices collection in totality. But I think 
you know, I do acknowledge that as dentists get slow, they want to diminish the first tranche of activities and pressure on the last chance. And I think that's okay. I, I think, I, I think at some point we're all emotional human beings, but if you have a hundred people and I'm just going to use, you know, if there's a maximum of a hundred people searching for a dentist in your area and there's five other dentists and then September happens and there's only 30 people searching for a dentist and there's still five dentists, you can't, my marketing budget is not going to fix demand. And I, mm -hmm. and I think that's where we get into the nuances of conversation of, I should have a different plan for September than I do for December. And, there and are how times I judge to, success. And how I judge success, right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, call your marketing team and ask what's going on. I'm saying I, there are real world factors that are at play and... I would not expect all of my budget to go to new patient acquisition. And, and if, and if I did, I probably need to go to lead vendors and you know, there are a ton of them out there. I don't, I don't think you want an agency though, at that point. Yeah, yeah. That's a very good point. We've had a lot of conversations about what's included in a marketing budget and, and some of it's obviously where I'm coming from as a dentist, where I'm at in my life stage, where my practice is, but summarize it for me. So there's three main pillars at this point to me that you as a dentist should be thinking about when you are trying to determine whether you are getting a bang for your buck when it comes to allocating your marketing spend and how to determine success and whether it's working for your practice and if it's valuable. So the first one we need to touch on is keeping the lights on. And this is a bit more of the boring stuff that I don't think a lot of dentists or people outside of marketing know about, but without, this pay the rent. without the infrastructure, you do not exist. You do not function. So mm -hmm. here we chatted about from the payments for your domain and keeping it registered to the main maintenance of your website to making sure it's running fast to the security of the site is, is paramount exactly. in 2023. How, how the forms, like that. How the for, forms are functioning mm -hmm. in the back. If you're using a, a third party software that's sending leads through to your Excel sheet that you then follow up on, all of those stuff is what we like to call the housekeeping and keeping the lights on. So part of your marketing budget in your mind as a dentist should be allocated to that. The second one is a very important one. And, and Eric, this is one we've, we've, of course, spoken about at length is who you are as a brand online and even to the the field day that you have in your local town your appearance as a brand who you are the design the the wording on your website the type of pictures staying up to date i know you had mentioned what social the social media world all of those things yeah i, I would include social in here i would include patient testimonials to highlight my recent work i would include any new technology that i've added to the office i would include making sure my staff was current and I have reviews good bios, coming I make in. sure I have good pictures. I, hmm. When I Googled myself, I want to see a good picture of what I think my brand should be. And if you're not happy with that, then you need to have a discussion with your marketing agency because mm -hmm. that, again, is a, is a portion of whatever you're sp spending on your marketing and your marketing budget, a portion of that is all about appearance and staying relevant and staying up to date with who you are. And I do think that adds to the new patient mix, but I, 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 you know, the third one is new patient acquisition. I distinguish them differently because one of them, when someone comes to me, a referral source or 
someone stumbles on me driving by, I want them to get a good picture because I think it increases the likelihood of converting into a new patient. So I, I think for me, the reason the second one is so important to do first is I don't think my I don't think my advertising or the more classic Google AdWords, more classic SEO paid campaigns, I don't think they will be as effective. In fact, I know they won't be as effective. I say I don't think humbly. I don't think they will be as effective if I if my brand is not represented well on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you you pointed out earlier why it's like running all these ads for an amusement park and it's the best place in the world and they arrive at the gates and there's nothing there or it's a broken down ship and, and nothing is actually happening. Pouring money into promoting something that's not up to scratch mm -hmm. with what truly represents your practice is a waste of money in, in my it opinion. Is. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make your acquisition. It's going to put a lot of pressure on the metrics of acquisition. Your calls are going to be more expensive. You're going to convert fewer callers. You're going to have more cancellations, things like mm -hmm. that. But the 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 third one is new patient acquisition, right, Ian? Mm -hmm. So the third one, as you mentioned, new patient acquisition, and this one, of course, it's important. Uh, I think this is the most raw number that a dentist mm -hmm. looks at. When it this comes is, to when dentists think of ROI, they're thinking of this bucket almost exclusively. Exactly. Yeah. And it does have a place. And and we I mean, we have spoken about it at length that this is something we understand, we agree that when it comes to ROI on marketing, of course new patient numbers is an important thing. But to give you less sleepless nights on whether or not your marketing is being allocated accurately if you're if the money you're spending is putting you to, is, is being put to work properly understand that that new patient number will ebb and flow depending on demand seasonality all of these things and that that's where you need to remember that that specific metric is also a portion of what you need to be focusing on when it comes to judging the success of the marketing uh, and your overall marketing budget because without those first two pillars the third one becomes something that's rest, less relevant because it becomes more difficult or it becomes something <clears> that you can't really judge because these things are in place or it's a slower season so the new patient numbers are down but these other two factors are seeing massive boom and we're growing in, in, in terms of your online presence and then it's usually to wait until that, that third one follows with, with the rest of the pillars. Very well said Ian. Thank you so much for your time and I know it's getting late on that side of the world, so we'll let you uh, we'll let you go have dinner, buddy. But thanks so much for your time, Ian. It's it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Eric. Always great.